mortgages can be a dry subject. So here's your oasis in the desert. It's the podcast that will get you talking and thinking, or more likely drinking. The Lennon to his McCartney, the Bert to his Ernie. It's the one and only Mortgage Stew and his sidekick Martin at the LM Experience. Good morning, here we are, episode 60 of the LM Experience. We're still Stuartless, I can't believe that. He's still self-isolating. Uh, but in memory of that, we've uh, we bought a tub of larding uh, uh, to have in his chair. And if anyone wants to reference that, have a look at Have I Got News For You and Roy Hattersley. Uh, but our guest today is Marcus Nansen. Good morning, Hello. Marcus. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Brilliant, thanks for coming up today. You are the founder, uh, managing director of NRG Resourcing, is that right? Correct, yes. A recruitment firm specialising in financial services. Yep, right, we'll get on to that later. That's the boring stuff. Yeah. Let's find out about the people. That's what we're about. So, um, what's, what's your story, Marcus? I mean, what, what was your career path? Because I know you were in financial services previously. Correct, but, yeah. You know, did you go to uni? I mean, how did you get I didn't, into uni? No, I didn't go to university, didn't go to college, so it's perfect for mortgage broking. Yeah, absolutely. Already overqualified. Yeah, exactly. Massively. Yeah, so uh, I was in commercial finance up until um, 2008. Until How long were you in it for? Uh, for three or four years. Okay. Um, previous to that I was a bricklayer I met a guy at a really? party and he said you're wasted you should come work in commercial finance so yeah I went to an amazing job it was absolutely incredible so had a great three or four years and then um, that fateful day in 2008 when he got brought into the office and said oh everyone stopped giving us money so yeah yeah, interesting time so yeah. I mean you, you would have been pretty much at the cold face of, of that I'm guessing because it's always a specialist lending oh, yeah. that goes it was the first, first day. yeah Deutsche Bank you stops know, you're, yeah, you're right on the edge of the cliff there, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. Did you, did you see any of it coming? And when you say commercial lending, what kind of things were you lending on? It was anything and everything, really. Pubs, you could see it coming if you look back now, when you look at how highly Hindsight. geared pubs, farms, anything, you know, hotels, that were, how highly everything was geared. But it was just a good time. And to be fair, I'd come from not, the, I hadn't come from that market, so I was fairly naive in the sense that this is just brilliant. We're just printing money. And then the money printer <laughs> It's always stops. a dangerous time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, now I can see that, yeah. Now I see that. But at the time, it was just, um, it, was, you know, it was really good. And then, yeah, like I said, just got walked into the office and they said, look, Deutsche Bank have said no more. I said, even the mortgages are complete tomorrow. They said, yeah, absolutely. Everything's gone. Oh, really? Literally, and the line just went. Yeah, just that, that day. Good then, So we scrambled around trying to place everything we possibly could. And but nobody, uh, there's so much nerves. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And I didn't know anything about finance outside of that that business so I had to find something that I could still feed my family um, and obviously I knew lots of brokers out of work so I could kind of put the two together and, and join recruitment so I've never actually worked for a recruiter a large you know I've never been part did, of a corporate so probably did you set up wrong. NRG resourcing back then or did you um, no did you I joined did... a company and they said to come on as a director and um, long and short of it didn't didn't work out they said I ended up going off on my own um, but yeah it was a great experience and it's just um it's just good. And then we'd niche down even further to financial services. So all we deal with is brokers. That, that, that's your niche now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So okay. don't deal with... Um, we'll touch on specialist lending. If we if we love it, if it makes sense, if the product's brilliant. But um, for us, it's more about the um, you know the mortgage brokers. So it's interesting. So you, again, you, I, I think you're pretty much at the coalface, much more than a lot of people are. Because you, you know, sometimes you can be in your bubble in this industry. Yeah. Uh, and it can be a little bit of an echo chamber sometimes. Yeah. But... You know, if you speak to the same people all, all day long, you're not going to hear anything new. No, no, you're I mean, right. you're probably speaking to what? A bit? Hundreds of brokers. We speak to everyone. So although yeah. I always say this, and we've touched on it before about LinkedIn and, and the like, I don't feel I'm overqualified to give people advice, but I know people who are. Mm. You know, there is, and there's loads of, there's loads of trends, loads of patterns that, like you say, if you're a broker every day, you're B2C, you're not, 
if you're not listening, you don't see it. So um, that's kind of where we can have value. Being that niche in a niche, it's, you know, we can certainly kind of point people in the right direction of what's working, what's not working. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, again, it just <laughs> feels a little bit like uh, 2007 at the moment in the sector because it's boom time. <laughs> Don't say that. I <laughs> know, oh, kiss of death. <laughs> but there has been, it's been a phenomenal pandemic for our sector completely different from 2008 yeah. which we, we were very much at the forefront of that and this time around it's been your tourism and your hospitality and yeah. um uh, and travel and things like that but um i mean what what, what are you seeing trend wise what is the attitude of the broker out there at the moment because you know there is that hive mentality i think it's important that we kind of break that down yeah. and find out where that where that thinking's going what 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 are the broker expectations what and what are the employer expectations yeah i think at the moment um Broker expectations are high because the market's good. Yeah. So everyone wants a bigger piece of the pie, you know, which is, which again, I think we've touched on previously, that does uh, end up on the greedy side of things as well if you get those guys. But um, at the same time, it's a great market. You know, it's, it's very much candidate-driven. I know people... It, this My bugbear with recruitment is people moan about this, that there's not many candidates, but that's our job. Mm. You know what I mean? That's why people pay us. So I love a candidate-driven market because it, all of the work I've put in, keeping in touch with people, speaking to brokers every day... Being in a niche, you know that's that's what pays off because if you don't, um, you know, I don't think you can moan about your job being hard at the moment. I think uh, you've got a very good presence on uh, LinkedIn. That's how we met. Yeah. Um, and uh, I would imagine that your sector is very competitive. Is it? Is it very cutthroat? It is. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't look at a lot of other recruiters because I find it bizarre that when I know not it's not even that. I just think it's strange. Like I immerse myself in mortgage broking because that's my customer. So I don't really care about what. Other people Dave doing, down the road yeah. doing IFAs. It's not relevant to me. So, And it doesn't matter much the same as if I phone someone and they'll say, oh, so-and-so is doing it for this, or you know, this is how they work. It, doesn't, it really doesn't matter to me because mm-hmm. we've built a business on what we think works. So I think it's bizarre when you look at who looks at you on LinkedIn and you find 35% or something is people in your industry. Like, what are you looking at? Get busy, speak to you. Uh, I'd take that as a compliment. In some yeah. respects, maybe they've seen something that you're doing that they're not doing, and maybe they want to sort of tap yeah, I, in. I don't even know how they're seeing it. Like, I don't that. see other recruiters on there just because it's, um, like I said, it's an algorithm thing, isn't mm. it? All I do is look at brokers. All I do is speak to brokers. All the content we put on is about broking, and hopefully you add enough value that people can see that that's what you're good well, at. I think that's a good, again, that's a good point. So it is all about content. Uh, there is that drive for content all the time, keeping all it the time. fresh keeping it relevant yeah. keeping it entertaining and that's where we met you you very kindly asked me onto your um your broker is that a podcast no it's what, a webinar? live webinar yeah and yeah. we did that about a month ago yeah, didn't we really good um uh, and i thought it was really useful yeah and i think that's i, I don't see so I, you know, I do follow other recruitment guys out there but um i don't see anyone else doing that yeah um but you do seem to be offering different content you are putting your employer tips out every day uh, you're engaging all the time uh, you're doing your 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 live webinars i think you've got isla on from ennis yeah uh, isla, which yeah be a really interesting one really interesting next and week. hopefully that will help brokers well that's the whole point same as getting you on and getting the guys after that it's helping brokers especially new guys in the industry because i do think they're possibly not as much help as there should be out there for them Whereas you, there's loads of help, actually, loads of people like you who are willing to help or willing to speak to them, but it's where they where they get that from, you know. It's a very collaborative industry uh, on a very small scale. That's the problem you've got. Yeah, there's you know. five, nine, ten people who are yeah. giving information, but it, needs, it shouldn't be. There's it enough business for everyone. Sc- oh, honestly, I had this conversation the other day with someone, Marcus, and it was a question of look, you know, back back in the in the, in the the bad old days or the good old days, depending on your uh, your take on it, is you were battling the banks. Yeah. 
you were battling other brokers. There was a lot more of them. Yeah. You were battling developers. You were battling estate agents at the time. Yeah. All that's gone now. You know, yeah. I think uh, the intermediation is responsible for 90% of, of mortgage advice at the it. moment. I think we talked previously that the banks have probably given up the ghost a bit now on being able to deliver yeah. uh, products or, or recommendations to client direct. Um, and we've noticed a big in, influx of, of consumers coming to us now. We don't hear those objections in terms of, oh, I'm just going to get a second. Occasionally, you, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, but but not and, – and a good broker now is very confident to go, well, off you go then. Yeah, get your second. There's enough opinion. business, exactly. There's That's enough what business. I mean. You don't need. You're not going to. You're not going to please everyone all the time. It's a little bit like recruitment. Yeah. There's so many good brokers out there. They need good brokers. Like you, you don't have to fight for it. It's not. We're in a very advantageous position where, much the same as you guys, you know, good people will work with good people, and you don't. You don't have to fight for it. And if someone doesn't work with you. Maybe it's us not proving our value at the beginning, but if, if that's the case, they don't see it. You know, you, there's only so much you can do. Well, and what's your approach with with the brokers? I mean, are you effectively cold calling them? Or not cold so we calling don't do any cold calling at all now. We're really you just engage. We're on... Really lucky that we don't have to do that now. Yeah. We're, just, we're in. A, I'm very grateful for that position that we kind of add value, um, and we have been doing it for a while. I haven't always been like that either. So. I've been doing it what, 12 years and I feel like I've possibly, you know, I've been doing it properly for maybe just two. Just about getting your head around. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I've just kind of worked out, actually, if you just ma- massively add value to as much as you possibly can, then the business comes to you, which is, um, that's the secret, not just our industry, that's the secret to <clears> industry. It's and then, life, I probably. Know, it's crazy, isn't it? I didn't see it. I never saw it because I used to think it's all about hustling and working long hours and things like that, and actually. Well, it probably was until social media came along. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's given us another, another pla- well, plenty of platforms, but another avenue. Yeah. And actually, it can be a bit more personality driven. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit more visible. You know, you can engage with someone in Aberdeen today yeah. that in the old days you'd have to, it would be a two day trip to go and yeah, yeah. market to them. So it's I, only doorstep now. Yeah, and it's still a touch point that people need to see because I do appreciate it doesn't matter how good we are at our job. If Matey down the road is doing 400 cold calls a day, he might, it's the double glazing salesman. No one needs him until they need double glazing. So that's why, why that works. So you do obviously have to keep in touch, keep in contact with people as well, keep in front of them. And social media is great for that. You know, social media helps with. What, um, what, are, what, are, what, are, what are the brokers saying, uh, Marcus? You know, uh, they are in a good position at the moment. That can breed a degree of arrogance yeah. and overconfidence. Yeah, well, I think so. When you speak to people, what 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 are they looking for from uh, a future employer or a self-employed contract? Uh, is, is there is there some greed creeping into? There the is greed creeping in because everyone is offering a little bit more. Everyone wants to give that little bit more, and actually, that's the wrong thing to look at. I think. I think if I mean, for instance, I get this on LinkedIn. If someone messages you straight away and say, "How much do you charge?" We're not right for each other <laughs> because there's so much more. That, What's your fee? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it does happen. And and actually, we don't just fob them off. We do say, "Look, there's more important things to talk about." You know, to kind of strike up a conversation. But I think that's the same with broken. Like, find someone that you can work under. You know, find someone that you think, oh, I'm going to learn a lot of this person. Don't find the person who's offering you 82% instead of 81%. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't... Y- yeah, that's the wrong question, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. You're asking the wrong questions. But I do understand when you're new in the business, Dave over here is offering you this much money, but you're not getting any leads for it or, you know, there's just more to work out, you know, I think. And I think it's too easy that people are really good at selling something. I get more than ever at the moment, I'm getting people saying, I've been missold this job. Really? And really, you've got to look at, have you been missold that job or you're not paying attention? Is that an accusation against against you? the No, against, against the, the, no, against the, the employer. Industry, yeah. So yeah. I, I get people come to me and say, you were right, I shouldn't have gone on that person. Oh, right, got so you. So I've been missold it. And, and I understand people need people, so it's a kind of a desperation thing at the moment because there aren't enough brokers. You know, there's too many leads, there's not enough brokers. We've, so we've got another 15% of the market in, what, the last one last year? Yeah. So from 75 to 
and we haven't got 15% more brokers. No. So, we're, you know, that's that's a or lot. Or 15% more time. Exactly, exactly. So you're not, um, it's a tricky one. So I do understand a, a little bit in regards to the desperation, but sell the job properly and more importantly, listen. If you're the, if you're looking for a job, find out who you want to work for, not who's offering you that extra. So is, is there an element then from the, the employer point of view that they're still playing the numbers game? Yeah. Let's try and get, let's try and get the head Unfortunately, same as those bad mortgage brokers, there's still some really bad employers. I would imagine. Uh, that, that doesn't get talked about. And you see both sides of that, yeah. I'm guessing. We don't. We don't yeah. necessarily see and it. I know. It's, it's, obviously, everyone's going to say about their own customers, but we don't work with them mm. because you can see it, you know, without mentioning names. If you, if you want... Well, mention a name. Yeah, <laughs> if you want 1,000 brokers ne- in next year, yeah. and that's what you see, and you're currently on 70, and your customer service it's metrics are just be... about numbers going through the door it doesn't make a lot of poor quality going really poor quality and the worst thing is there's going to be hundreds of thousands of customers who think they can't get a mortgage because the mortgage advisor on the other end getting paid a really high basic no commission why is he going to work with you you know if if there's slightly any adverse any complex any issues you're going to be binned off so I think people need to realise that it would be great to get their declined (laughs) applications for you know for proper brokers but and I don't want to be disparaging by not calling them proper brokers, but I genuinely think that. I just, I'm but that doesn't help the industry, does it? Because no. that, that client, it's that, I can't remember the actual phrasing of it, but you, know, you have one good experience, you tell one person, you have one bad experience, you tell 10 Tell people. 10, exactly, yeah. So you go and you get that rejection. Yeah, then, and tarnishes and mortgage brokering as a yes, whole. And, and mortgage the, broken as a sector is, is, yeah. is tarnished. And I do think that's the one thing that needs to improve is, um, but again, what, we're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because we need more brokers. We do need that in. And then those guys are ploughing in money to put more in the market, but then they're not training them. So we're going to end up with the same problem again. Yeah, I think, I, I, think we, I think we're victims of the way the industry was set up 25 years ago. Yeah. I think it wasn't set up properly. Uh, unfortunately, I think there's too many people with a vested interest to allow it to carry on as it is at the moment. They're quite happy with that yeah. status quo. And actually, the whole thing, I think, needs to be shifted on. Yeah. Very similar to where the IFA market went 10 yeah. years ago, a raising of qualifications, yeah. uh, a culling of low-hanging fruits at the wrong end of the uh, the food chain, yeah. um, and just raise performance standards across the board. You know, I was listening to something very interesting. Someone else said earlier on, can't say who because they're very strict on what they're allowed to say and what they aren't allowed to say, but um, the reason these things don't ever improve is because the people at the, at the top, by the time the quality comes through f- from these changes, they're not going to be there. So it's about giving a shit at the top, you know? Yes, they'll never live to see the legacy they're trying to create. Exactly. So what we need is someone to take hold of it and say, yeah, this is. I'm not going to benefit from this, but this is what needs to happen to the industry. Well, that's collaboration. I mean, that's the way it should be. That's what will move society and life on. So it has to make that sacrifice to to, to be that person to do that. Mortgage broking has to be lifted up. I think I've I've probably stole this from you. You probably have. To the IFA, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't talk a lot about my uh, <laughs> yeah. content. but I should just um, have interviewed myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you need to be lifted back up to how it, the IFAs were yeah. when, it, you know, RDR and yeah. um, diplomacy, I've said that. I've said that for a long time um, now. At yeah. the moment, you're floating around with the scumbags like the recruiters, you know. Well, well <laughs> there is, I mean, there is... Uh, I mean, I'm still dining out on, on the exam that I passed in 1996. It's <laughs> yeah. pathetic. Well, I've got that exam, and I did it in three weeks in lockdown. Well, I've got, I know someone who's 18 who did it in two weeks yeah. with a distinction. All right, I did it in three weeks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know a baby, yeah, six months old. Yeah, I was old. working. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, not, but that does say a lot. Yeah. That, that's, the entry, that's the entry level. Yeah, that's um, it. The bar's not particularly high. I think it should be higher. Right. Uh, and I think we should we, should, we can reinvent a lot of stuff. You know, you can't reinvent the wheel. We've had that conversation many a time, but you can change what that wheel does. And I think that's where we need to be moving the industry. Yeah, maybe not the exam either. Maybe once you've done it, like Cass is 
I'm trying yes. to swear, but Cass is... Go on, no, swear true. away. Cass is bullshit. <laughs> yes. It's different for different people. It's for someone, it's um, how much revenue you make, which is how is that competent? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And others, it's about f- three files. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're, that side of things needs to be... There's no uniformity exactly. there. Exactly. And again, that's not driven from the regulator, is it? I mean, they'll, no, they'll have any, they've uh, got their vague thing on what rules. Cass is, and everyone else just says, okay, yeah, we'll, we won't do that. Yeah, plus or minus 20% on it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So... That needs to change. What else, would, what else would you change? I mean, what is the, is the quality of broking good from what you see? Because sometimes you see some shockers out there. It's really and hard. there is an element of broking that I think is still stuck in 2007. Yeah, I do think a lot of it got weeded out when yeah. it got hard. We lost the subprime side of things. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the charlatans left the business. Um, they went into selling recruitment. mobiles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, recruitment. Selling so double, double glazing estate. Yeah, agents, yeah, you name exactly. It. Yeah, but um, so that side of things has got better. But I just think keep improving, and yep. that the only way you can do that is by sharing information, like you say, be collaborative, make sure um, that everyone knows. But I think the uniformity has to come from how, um, like the cast side of things, how yep. you define yourself as competent, because. I don't think someone who's rushed through a week's training in a 2,000-person call centre um, who doesn't really understand the market can be deemed as competent, so, even though the FCA says by their handbook they are. So that needs to change, I think. Where do you think, where do you think the industry might be this time next year in terms of... Because that's the other thing we don't really do. We don't look ahead. Yeah. We're always sort of you know zigzagging as we go along and making it up as we go along and going down loads of rabbit holes and dead ends and no real vision... Yeah. To where this industry could go. It could be yeah. very special, I think, if you've got a. Oh, yeah. But it's so short term, isn't it? Like yeah, or short term. Or yeah. transactional as well. That's yeah. the other problem. Yeah. Well, again, I think we discussed this about transactional stuff. Like, client wise, if you treat someone as a transaction, that's how you get treated. Correct. That's why there are guys that are 15 years in still buying leads every week. Do you know really? what I mean? And, you know, there's other guys who, um, on a million pound brokers, who speak to every single person. You know, they don't make. Um, they make sure every, you know every product transfer, everything. They're not going to make a lot of money out of. They add massive value, and that's how you get it. Um, but yeah, I suppose that's just a learn. That's an educational thing. That's how people are trained. And um, so, do you want to do a quick, quick? I know you feel you feel uncomfortable doing this, but do you want to do you want to big up your uh, your business? Yeah. So, because I think actually, you know, when we get this content out, you've got a different voice. Yeah. And I think people will will recognise that and yeah, respond hopefully. to that. So you may as well, you know, you may as well layer it. Yeah, with how yeah. great you are I'll and how we get hold up. of you, and you know, yeah. if you're on social media, on LinkedIn, stuff like that, Mark. Yeah. Got- yeah. So on, on LinkedIn, and um, we're NRG Resourcing, and obviously on Marcus Nansen on uh, on that. But I'm the only Marcus Nansen in the world on LinkedIn. So hopefully, you'll be able is to find that right? Me. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, no excuse um, not to find you then. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't find me, it's, it's uh, your issue, not mine. <laughs> but um, yeah, just get in contact. I think really important is I'm having conversations with brokers that I think is really obvious because I speak to brokers all day. But if you don't, you're kind of in that echo, you know, like you say, echo chamber, you're in that yeah. bubble. So yeah, we just want to have, we want to have these conversations because I genuinely think looking at the market, asking questions of people out, slightly outside like us um, can only improve your business. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, uh, that's gone so quickly. Always does go quickly. It's a yeah. quick 17, 18 minutes. So thank you, uh, Marcus. You've given us a great perspective there. I've just Googled you a, a would you rather question. Okay. It's a bit weird, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. You ready? Okay, Doc. Would you rather be in jail for five years or be in a coma for a decade? Have you just seen my bio? <laughs> um, probably feels like you've just been in a prison coma for five years. Really? Yeah. yeah. What did you go down yeah. for? Um, GBH. You look, you look the type. <laughs> yeah. Deceptively soft. <laughs> yeah, are you really? Yeah. 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 yeah so, um, what would I, oh, I've not. What would I go down for? 
Morgan like someone really right. nice, like helping <laughs> charities and <laughs> stealing from the rich. And Listen, uh, I, I did the same as well. He wants to be in a coma for 10 years. Yeah. No, not me. Um, or I've been in one for 30 years, apparently. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, Marcus, thank you for your time. Yeah. It was really good. That was episode uh, 60 of the Adam Experience. Um, Stu is still self-isolating. It won't be long before he's back. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, we are at LM Experience on Twitter. If you want to be a guest, we're always looking for uh, diverse people to come on and tell their stories. So get in touch with us and we'll uh, we'll get you on the uh, on the hit list. Uh, and until next time, Marcus, thank you very okay, much. Thank for you that. very much. Appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks for listening. And please subscribe and follow us on Twitter. And remember, there ain't no party like a highly regulated mortgage party. And your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on a mortgage or any other debt secured on it.